It is a Monday edition of the Jack Michael Show. Coming to you live and direct from our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo, and others as we attack a brand new week as we're just about ready to say goodbye to the month of November, for goodness sakes. To get involved in the program, it's very simple. It's dos tres siete, tres siete, seis siete. I was working on some language over the way. 237-3767 or 888-458-6926. That's a toll free. Uh, you can always text in at 35270-35270. Uh, put that in your text there, and boom, you can send out your message over there. We do good, bad, uglies, and greats on Mondays, and uh, and I'm sure there's a lot to fill that up, uh, the good, bad, uglies, and greats. Go Big Blue, I guess, huh, on that uh, Michigan-Ohio State action over the uh, weekend. First round of the NF- uh, uh, FCS playoffs, guys. I was in Ogden. Uh, luggage still there. That's fantastic, <laughs> Brad, Derek. So <laughs> When's the ETA of your luggage uh, coming back I don't into know. North Dakota? I'd have to talk to Travis Case. <laughs> my last words out of walking out of Starcher Hall on the campus of Grand Fort UND. Well, I'll call the bus company in Utah. Hmm. And it's not so much that I'll miss two pairs of socks and some underwear. They got I got a hoodie in there that you kind of yeah like your hoodies that you mm, have. Oh, absolutely. Got a pair of khakis that mom gave me you know a while yeah. back, and I don't feel, I have to shop at the same place Shemansky does because I can't be a normal khaki shopper. It's kind of and then my toiletries, but you can back up. Uh, but it's the suitcase my daughter's got me for a present, and it's got a sentimental thing on well, it. Yeah. So, yeah, right. It's so, taking you a lot of places, right? And, you know, yeah. it's the one that can still fit. You know, Brad, I'm not sure what you packed on the plane to Montana a while back. Did you bring one that you could bring on, or did you have to put I it underneath? Bring, I did bring one I could bring on. Yes. I actually bought a uh, last year as a Christmas gift from my. Former employer, I got $100 to Macy's. Nice. Oh, wow. You got a suitcase out of her. I did. And I actually had a suitcase and a pair of sandals and had like $7 left over. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but well yeah, done. I, but That's I, I thought so. It was, yeah, because I, 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 like I said, I remember going and I told my wife, I says, I need a travel bag. Yeah. Because sometimes when we travel, she doesn't want to bring her own bag. So we just pack one bag between the two of us. <laughs> right. And oh, if you're going, going to. <laughs> That's amazing. It, it is. It's amazing that that's why your marriage works because yeah. that would not fly. Some airlines, you know, when that, you know, we you somehow think, pull it off. I don't know how we do yeah, it. That's, I'm not going to start naming airlines, but rhymes with Mamegians, and I fly it off. You know, it's, it's a great airline. Just took it this past weekend. But remember how you're all jacked up going, $64 to Mesa? Yes. And then you get to that thing, you start loading that bag up going, well, that'll be fifty. That'll be twenty-five. Mm-hmm. That'll be yep. fifty. Now you're playing with eyes. See where you get. So you have to be like the Andersons, yeah, and compartmentalize. That's what this suitcase did. So I don't know. I might get it before Christmas. No, because well, because I was like, kind of concerned when we went to Montana because I had the two. I had the broadcast equipment and I had my bag. And I thought, oh. well, I've got to, I've got to keep the equipment yeah. somewhere. You don't want close, that. Somewhere you don't want that away by. from you. Exactly, especially on the way out there. Oh, um, that's yeah. the only other time. Have you ever lost? You know, I remember doing when I was doing NDSU uh, play-by-play. I think the women were down in North Carolina playing Wingate uh, in North Carolina, and uh, we landed, I think, in Charlotte somewhere in there, and then bust over to the hotel in an hour away or an hour and a half away. And we landed, and it's that sad feeling when you're watching. You know, it's like watching the carousel at the thing. You're just watching the going around, and everybody's grabbing their bags. And the gear didn't make it. Oh no! Oh, awful. And now it's that feeling as a broadcaster. That is been, the most empty feeling. Yeah. You've got an 11 a.m. tip off the next morning, and it's the evening the night before. Yep. And now it's uh oh. So then you go to the little office in the airport, 
you, know, you claim it, yeah. and they, you know, they're going, hey, we'll be sure to get that to you. I said, well, you know, the tip-off is at 11 tomorrow, and we're all the way down to this town and over here. And sure enough, 3.30 in the morning on my hotel room door was, wow. Really? And here's someone from the airport drove that out, and I just thought, Whew. Yeah, I think the one time on an NDSU trip, I think they left. We were going from Wyoming, Casper, Wyoming, to Denver, and the Jeff Schwartz and I, both our, uh, both our <laughs> suitcases, did not make it. Schwartz, But we got it the next day. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we were a little short-handed there for an evening. Oh, I hope the suitcase gets back. If not, someone in Ogden's got a nice hoodie and some khakis. If they've got a 38-inch inseam, they well, can get it done. <laughs> I hope it works out for them. The, uh, the, it's funny. Uh, today, I, I, on my, when I research this day in history, uh, quote, it has quotes in there. It has dates. Like this date, 1948, Dippy Evans became the first NFL player to score two touchdowns. Oh, over Dippy. Remember, Remember Dippy Evans, oh, yeah. Derek? How many fantasy points did Dippy oh, get? Oh, yeah, uh, Dippy. You couldn't go wrong. But the quote in there is from Vince Lombardi, and his sports quote was, quote, we didn't lose the game, we just ran out of time. Yes. It's a great quote from Vince Lombardi. It's funny. It's kind of – I would be the Vikings M over. (laughs) Well, and it was was the scene in Ogden this weekend in the game I was calling with UND and Weber State. It's like you can't chase points. And and you wonder, when you get down – and this is what separates the teams that – you have to find a way to play and be in a position to dictate. You know, to have to, that that any mar- create larger margins for right. error. And I feel for the team because they outscored them twenty four seven from the late second quarter on, but it wasn't enough because a thirty one to seven, you know, uh, jump out lead. Well, it is just it. tough to chase points. They it. they had a kind of a slow start in many yes. of their games lately, and just it's and it's got to be frustrating for Bubba and his staff to. You you plan to not ha- you don't want right. that to happen and it just that, that's the story they were uh, and to, to their credit they came back in a lot of those right. games yeah. but it just so you don't want to have moral victories during the regular no. season you don't want to have them during the playoffs it's that like, certainly like, was not one but got to move out uh, Montana and I I think I was kind of flying Brad you were talking about the Grizz yes uh, and 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 they utilized uh, Derek you just saw this in a span they had a touchdown. And then I think it was a kickoff return for a touchdown and a punt return okay, for a touchdown. So Simo takes the – I was watching this on ESPN2. 17-3 Simo, Southeast Missouri State. They yes. go on a six-minute drive. Yeah, they scored 841 to go in the third. Geno Hassu is their outstanding tailback. Three-yard TD run, 24-3. Right. So the Grizz go kickoff return for touchdown. Three – there's a three and out. And then they score again. And then three and out. Punt return for a touchdown in the span of about four and a half wow. minutes. It went from twenty four three to twenty four twenty four, and that's in Montana. Will will come to Fargo, and 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 you're not going to be able to, probably not going to be the recipe to, to win in, in Fargo. No, um, I wouldn't want to. You don't want meaning you don't want to lean on that to they happen are to win. In, very in, inconsistent. About a six six and a half point dog, I think. Coming into well, that's uh, that seems low. It does right now. I guess I would go ten or higher, but that's just. Going from previous experience. Uh, you look at the numbers, and not only the numbers of the points scored, but also attendance. I'm sitting at Stewart Stadium, looking around. I love it. You know, if anybody's been out there, obviously it's beautiful country. I mean, just gorgeous. But I'm looking around going, I don't know if there's a few thousand people here. You know, and so you're saying my hometown team might have more people at U.S. Bank Stadium on Friday? <laughs> yeah, on Friday at 1? I think maybe yes. that might be the case. 
And it started snowing, too, and all that kind of sideways confetti-esque type yeah. snow. But, you I know, heard you describing that, yeah. Did you hear that? Did you like that? You described that very well. I, my you first put one, a picture in my head, yes. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate yeah. that. My first one was Tom Dostrick said, as I said, it, it, it just looks like uh, just just large dandruff. I, I used dandruff, then I had to go back to confetti. Something I haven't had in 20 years. <laughs> David Clay. You Klee. and me both. Yeah, Brad and I. So you're good, bad, ugly, and great. Now, now um, Christian Watson scored again. Ooh, and, and that here, was good. Right? You know, Christian Watson's a good piece. He's up for, uh, you know, he's like an odds-on favorite to get a, get a rookie uh, of the year if he keeps this up. Now he's going to keep it up. But I think, fellas, it's not going to be with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. No, might be it might be Jordan Love, and it should be, and it should be. I would say going forward, yeah, uh, at least no, at least yeah. until Rodgers gets healthy again, because but but it doesn't sound like he's real healthy otherwise. Whether it's did we get a confirmation what the injury was last night? He In, intercostal, yeah, ribs, right. something like that. <laughs> he he's, he's, he said he was worried about word. a punctured lung. He so, was, and yeah. he was pulling his ribs, and he's had this broken thumb. I mean. It's going to be awfully tough to keep him out because, as he said in his press conference, he wants to go as long as they're mathematically, you know, still in the playoff hunt. But my heavens, I mean, you're not getting the job done because you're hurt. You got to let the other guy go. I mean, and I'm sure he doesn't want to give up a spot, right? I mean, he doesn't. You know, but um, this is a situation. You think about. I know he just came off back-to-back MVPs, but the, the Packers got to be thinking we should have been the ones calling the Broncos. And the Broncos are thinking, man, we should have tried harder. For, you know, with all, all, <laughs> what, a, what right. a mess is going on in Denver because two organizations, you know, pretty much have been affected by this. One staying on a guy just one year too late, and the Broncos putting all their chips in with Russell Wilson, and that's been a, a, just a disaster. It hasn't fit, and it just shows you that that sometimes you can strike out, and and, and, and it must be a fit feel thing, and that hasn't worked out in no. Denver. But, but Green Bay is. You know, Washington's the last playoff team right now at seven and five, and the Packers are four and you're three games back. And you yeah, get, and they lost to Washington, right? You got to so, leapfrog three teams, right? Yeah, that's uh. Yeah. So yeah, they lose the tiebreaker to Washington because Heineke beat them, right? So it, and yes. Love uh, yes. at the top of those. So there's say, no you, chance. We'll get to that in a second. And, and Love, by the way, just because we haven't seen him enough, but look at the number of reps Jordan Love probably is getting in practice. I think Aaron takes off at least a day or two where, during this time. So it's not like this guy doesn't know the offense. He looked pretty good. There's one scramble play that, that he maybe should have went underneath a little bit uh, and mm-hmm. tried to go to, to Watson in the, in the end zone. But I, I think you're right. I think it is uh, Jordan Love. There, you got to see what you got here. And then if you want to put your, you know, push all your chips in with Rodgers for the two more years that are running on his contract, fine. But you got to give love, then go get some draft picks for him. You know, I mean, this is a time to showcase him. And the toughest part is going to be trying to yank him off like the almost like the gong show. Sorry, you're done, gong. and you're. But it's tar- hard to keep these guys off the field if they can get medically cleared. Do you think if, if, if Aaron feels he's good to go, even though the rib and tough to breathe and I got the broken thumb, that if LaFleur goes to him and says, Aaron, you know, we're, we're going to stick with Jordan. What do you suppose that conversation is going to be with Aaron Rodgers? That would be Rogers? a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be dandy, I'm sure. <laughs> you, think, you think he's going well, to? Well, but I think you have to have that tough conversation because, I mean, last week he could not get the job done. It was obvious that broken thumb was affecting him because he was missing Some guys of his balls that were, we've never right. seen him miss before. And last night, I mean, he sh- certainly looked a lot better throwing the ball early before he got dinged up again. It's just not worth it. And with this, you know, only, you only have four wins, and it's going to be December this weekend. It's you got to pull the plug. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to put a finger on Philly because they are obviously um, the cream right now, the NFC crop. They just For really sure. really have – I don't think anybody disagree with that. But 
you know, you know, they, they coughed it up a little bit yesterday, too, even though they ran the ball. My goodness gracious. That was insane how they can run the ball. That fears me a little bit playing Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, you, can't, well, you know, they can possess it and they can run it. Two things on that, and I hate to say this, but I guess they made the right decision the second round a couple of years ago to draft Jalen Hurts. My apologies to Carson yeah, Wentz, but I difference mean, maker. I mean, that looks like a total, you know, a huge move now, and and uh, I I do think they're a little bit. You know, they, they gave up a lot of yards on the ground have the past couple of weeks, and they did against the Commanders, too, in their only loss of the season. So they got to sure that up a little bit. And I've been saying this for how many years? This this is a passing league now? No, it's a balance team. It's a balance league. You have to have balance on offense to succeed in today's NFL. You know, in the early 80s, it was much more run before pass. There's yep. no question about that. But you're seeing that now. I mean, you're seeing teams run the ball consistently and making a difference. Your boys on Thanksgiving Day were running the ball, and they ran it all over the Vikings. I mean, you have to have balance in your offensive attack this day and age. I think they brought this up last night on the the telecast of it, is that do you think we will see, and, and we obviously are seeing the weeding out of the pocket guys, you know, the guys that are – the Rodgers is still alive, you know, he's playing in, in – Minnesota's got one. Minnesota's got one. <laughs> Minnesota's got one. But some of our favorite – some of my favorite quarterbacks growing up were, were sit back in a pocket, step into a pocket, step yeah. into a throw, get protected. Ostabek was like that. Joe Montana, you weren't watching Joe. <laughs> Joe wasn't scrambling too much. Not much. He was stepping in and slinging. He might roll, but he wasn't right. going to – you know, he wasn't going to cross that line. But do you think we'll see that literally phased out completely – in the NFL in the next? I think you're going to see much more what Aaron Rodgers did earlier where he would run to the sticks and keep the chains moving. And Montana was good at that, too. Yes. He was actually kind of unheralded at that yeah. where he didn't have a big arm, but he you know, he was accurate in the you know, short to mid-range passes. But he could, you know, he could get out in the pocket and run. Yeah. And that, they're very similar to what Aaron Rodgers yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, he years. would roll out, but but not like the Hurts, not like you know, no, looking look like Lamar Jackson, Jackson, oh my or Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, very similar that way, right? They're just going to take great on, a, you know, those two guys. Even Russell, even Russell Wilson in his earlier, yeah, you know, but he would slide to the sticks too. You know, I mean, those, yeah. and I think that's, I think you just have to have that. It's such a weapon. Uh, I, you know, Hertz has got to be careful because he's taken on, he's taken some shots. He I took did. some shots last night. I'm on the goal line. I thought he just yeah. got, speaking of lungs and getting punctured, I thought he was almost just blown up uh, there inside the fight. And that's he, the danger. But, but I think these quarterbacks are so big and strong now. But to your point, you know, a future Hall of Famer like Roethlisberger and guys like that, I think just they're those, those are going to be dinosaurs. Those yeah, are the, the Marinos and, you know, and, and Brady, but we'll never see anything like Brady again. I'd be shocked if we do. Guy who's been playing twenty one years. I don't know how I feel on that, but I guess it's. Yeah, but I again, I'm older. I liked Marino with Duper and Clayton. Going well, yeah, but <laughs> when you release, like you know, but back think and it, protect your pocket. You know, Elway was a guy to run to the sticks too. You know, I mean, he, he yeah, yes, he, he was a very. Well, John good was good in red zone like that. That really made that Denver team yeah, a, the quarterback a, draw a dual threat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jim Kelly wasn't running around. Nope. <laughs> no, that's for sure. You know, Jim wasn't really around. So I don't Kirk know. is an interesting cat because he's having a really good season. We Just think if he that. did oh, run there. Oh, it would be. He, and he does, he's done it a couple times. He's had a couple scrambling. Wait, what, what, 29 for a touchdown against the Cardinals? Yeah, oh, that's right. That was on the play. Yeah, well, and everybody just about had a heart attack. Like, what? But, but he's Kirk done it more what? this year. But, yeah, I think if he hit. He's an interesting cat because he's a, a pocket passer but doesn't step up in the pocket much. He's not very comfortable doing it. <laughs> right. And he's still getting these. 
You know, I think the fact that he's taking these 50-50 chances with Justin Jefferson has changed his career because I don't think last year he throws some of those balls. I don't think he throws that ball against Buffalo. I really don't. I mean. The difference to me, because if I ask the question, would you have a running, a dual-threat quarterback or an in-the-pocket cannon of an arm, good decision, throwing darts quarterback? My guess is today's day and age, the answer is going to be, oh, give me the dual-threat quarterback. But I, would, I said that back. I love Rich Gannon when he first started with the Vikings because he did that a lot. But the knowledge when to run and when Correct. not to. Yeah. Because you know, Gannon did that a lot early in his career. He had the biggest arm in the world, and that's kind of made Anthony Carter you know, disposable because he just left the offense and eventually went to lines when they released him because Rich Gannon, your starter, he's not going to throw it 60 yards down the right. field. But he was accurate and needed to be in a West Coast offense and almost won him a Super Bowl with the Raiders. Randall Cunningham would take off every now and then, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, but, early on, right? that's all he ever did. He was, then he was, he was like po- doing hurdles over right. people. He was a pocket passer with the Vikings. and still, he, I mean, that that's a heck a of a transition. Good, pretty good guy to throw two downfield to me. Well, he had a, three pretty good three guys. Pretty good guys. If you want to mention there, a couple right. tight ends, that worked out pretty good. Too. Uh, 1221 on a Monday edition. You're good, bad, ugly, and great. You can text into 35270 from Sports Over the Weekend. Time out. Doc Phil coming up around the corner. Joins. We'll find out. Uh, what intercostal is all about, Brad. It was a great word you used already today. Doc Phil coming up next. Jack Michael Show, Derek Hanson, Brad Anderson on 740 The Fan. Here he is. Orthopedic surgeon to the stars and everyone, really, Dr. Phil Johnson joining us. I was just looking at project. I'm looking at projected bowls. Um, looks like this one has Minnesota and NC State in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Oh, uh, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, what right. day is that? Uh, December circle- 30. Ooh, I'll circle that in my calendar. <laughs> Outstanding. I know you. You want to be in the Cheez-It <laughs> you Bowl. Just want to watch, you want to watch the, the Cheez-It Bowl. How you doing, Doc? I would say December 30th, I would hope you all are watching the NHL Network and you're watching the United States of America play one of their World Junior Championship games instead of one of those silly football ball games. <laughs> Where, what country are you going to be in? What country is that? Uh, Canada. Oh. Oh. Not too far. Mon- Moncton, New Brunswick. The only two provinces I've never visited, Moncton, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island. I'm going to be able to visit both of them on this trip. Boy, you can knock out all provinces. Yeah, that's well done on that. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, I'm looking at all these. Okay, here's games. my here's my here's my good. Okay. Obviously, the Maize and Blues big win over Ohio State. But if you haven't seen it, pull up the Michigan football team invade the Oast Arena. Yeah, that that's cool. cool. Didn't say it. Explain. And and JJ McCarthy went out there and hugged the goaltenders. Apparently, they know each other pretty well. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, if you haven't yeah, seen that video, that was awesome. So they come back yeah. from Columbus yeah. and okay. walk in the hockey game, and oh, the place wow. blows up. Okay, I was on a <laughs> That's outstanding. And, uh, let me set the stage for you. So the way that's set up, Schembecker Hall is like right next to Yost Arena. So when they flew back and they got and they came in on the buses, Harbaugh, I mean, they had some selfies with the fans right there and everything, but they walked right over to Yost Arena through the Zamboni door and walked right out onto the ice. I mean, it was, it was it was pretty cool. I have to admit, and you know, good for them. They they deserved that, and the fans went crazy, and it was a good thing. Wow. All right, so my bad, yeah. 
and Jack, unfortunately, you've witnessed this personally for the last month or so, is the University of North Dakota's defensive tackling technique. Not good. It wasn't uh, good at times when they needed it to be. And, and, and unfortunately, they've got to do something. I mean, I don't know through the portal or what, but they need to do something. They've got to address that. And I know they're smart enough to figure this out. But, but that's got to change. Otherwise, you're just going to be mediocre. You know, and if you want to, if this the administration's fine with that, okay, fine. Then I guess you don't change anything. But, but I think we deserve better as as fans, and we can do that. And through the portal and everything else, and getting good players, they should be able to do that. They should be able to up their ability to tackle better. Ugly. I don't know if you saw this, but it was the headbutt by the Ohio State player on the Michigan player on the sideline, which cost him 15 yards which then led into one of the scores. Um, yeah, dumb. You just can't do that in that, that particular game. I realize the passions are high. but Was it a straight headbutt? I didn't catch the game. It was a straight headbutt. Yeah, you, you probably can find that too. Headbutt, uh, oh. Ohio State play, Michigan player on the sideline. I mean, that was just stupid. Yeah, I'm watching Michigan's football team do swan dives on the ice right yeah, now. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> Put a bunch of football dudes on the ice and they walk out yeah. there. Did they get shooed off by a referee? Is that what happened to? Them? Well, that... they did, but you know, I mean, and you know, and, and and they were playing Harvard, and I can guarantee you, Teddy Donato had no problem with that. What I think they should have done, though, to to be to be better, they should have done that when the period was over, and you know, there would really would have been any issues. They could have walked around, waved the crowd, and all that stuff. But I think you know, the emotion was there, and the passion was there, and, they, and the people saw them, and they started singing Hail to the Victor while the guy with the Zamboni door just opened him up and they walked out. Um, you know, the other thing, you know, the Michigan coach could have called a timeout because I think they were yeah. at that point. Yeah. But in any event, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool, pretty spontaneous. And uh, whether you're a Michigan fan or not, I think it was just pretty cool. Just that's, that's the emotion. That's the passion that you see in college athletics that we don't see in the pros and it's just really fun to see it's refreshing which one of these uh would you guys want to go to when we start looking at the conference championship game so the pac-12 championship game is utah and usc that's coming up friday at 8 p.m that's at allegiant stadium in las vegas nevada so utah and usc pretty good the big 12 championship game is you know kansas state TCU at AT&T oh, stadium in arlington I, texas i like that one you like that one I right like, you know climbing's it's had such a nice year and you know, get a chance Very to good year, try yeah. and knock off. Oh, you could make knock, some noise. Yeah, say so you could you could disrupt the uh, FCS or not the FCS, but the uh, the FBS playoffs right there if you could pick them. That's up. a nooner Saturday, by the way, twelve noon. K State and uh, TCU in Dallas. In the yep, in Arlington. Yep, okay. at AT and T, right there in the big house. The uh, your SEC championship game Saturday at four, uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium, Atlanta, LSU and Georgia. Should be a good game. No. Like that one? Yeah. Uh, Big Ten title game, Purdue and Michigan. Will this be a game, Doc? At Lucas Oil in Indianapolis, Indiana? No. Saturday, 8 p.m. Absolutely, it'll be a game. Hey. But it's just for how long? Yeah, I don't think it will be. I don't. <laughs> Derek gave me a ooh. No, I think they'll run I all over. Say, I, think, yeah, I, say, I think they could blow them out, I of, think my blow them out of the arena. I think they could blow them out of the arena. I would she, go to the Big Ten. You'd go to the Big Ten. I think the K State TCU, it really rings out. Very intriguing, yes. Yeah. Because what didn't K State lose just by a few points when they played earlier? Um, so, I, I I don't think it was that close, but it was. In, it? I didn't. I, I you guys have the computer. We'll have to look there, it up. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe take a peek at Kansas but, State schedule. I'm on um, it. Just a second. 
The ACC okay. championship uh, has Clemson, North Carolina. Yawn. Okay. That, that makes okay. nothing The Mountain known. West championship has Fresno State and Boise State in Boise. That really doesn't matter to me. The Sun Belt Championship as Coastal Carolina, because JMU obviously can't, uh, can't do anything with it. Yet. Coastal Carolina versus Troy. The MAC as Toledo versus Ohio at Ford Field in, in Detroit. The Conference USA title game, North Texas versus UTSA, the Roadrunners. Texas, there, right? oh. Doc That's Phil is uh, fairly correct. 38-28 TCU wow. and Kansas State led 28-17 at halftime in that game. Wow. So they got, they got shut out in the second half. 21 nothing. yes. Well, it could be good. Yeah. I know yeah. one thing, Gene Taylor's smiling because this hire has worked out well for him. Oh, he looks tremendous. <laughs> I mean, there's and, just and no even, getting around it. And even with that, the transition <laughs> from, like, the legendary yeah. Bill Snyder, you know, and all of that. Yeah, and yeah the, you're taking over for the guy who's the stadium is yeah. named like, after. Like, nobody yeah. wants, like... <laughs> Like my friend Eric Collins, who when Scully started reducing his schedule, and then, and then Eric went out and started doing Dodgers baseball. I'm like, Eric, you're in the worst, no you're in the best and worst position possible. You're following Vin, you know. So that's uh, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if Chris Kleiman keeps going the way he's going, it'll be Chris Kleiman Field. <laughs> well, well, what's the statute on? You can't just name a field and take a, rename a field. That's got to be decades. Well, it, it goes into well, two. I mean, oh, I, oh, the stadium and field. I get you. All right, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stadium and field different. They got a lot, yeah. a lot of that going like on. Like Ludolson Court down there, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. right, gotcha. right. I do think there's an interesting thing, though. I mean, I'm sure he's very comfortable in Manhattan, but you know, if he beats TCU, and we got these dominoes falling now, and Nebraska hired their coach, I think yeah. that would be a logical thing they look at. Midwest yeah. guy, that's over now. I think rule just Matt Rule's be fine. Going yeah. In. But, you know, I think the fact that now Wisconsin's got their guys, those are the two big names I thought that could come maybe offer more money. Now those two aren't available because Pickett from Cincinnati is going up to Wisconsin now too. You know, there's the other thing that you have to kind of look at with some ties with Gary Barta at Iowa. If Kirk Ferentz decides sure. he's hanging it up because he might be and then no pushed one... behind the scenes or maybe Barta keeps him, there's that tie too because Gene Taylor was with Gary Barta at Iowa. Of course. You know, is that a natural thing where they would maybe – Go after a Chris. I, I, I'm That's just not a that bad lineage there. of thinking, too. Plus, with Chris's ties to that, that state, obviously. That, right. Exactly. Um, so, do you stereotype Phil Everett like coaches like Kleiman? We see Chris as a as a midwestern blue collar, eating at buffets, roll up your sleeves, you know that kind of flannel shirts, you know work boots kind of thing. Or do you think coaches that can coach can be successful? What he did at NDSU. What he's doing at Kansas State, he could do out in the, you know, the the the, the highbrow, you know, California, you know, Florida areas. Or do you think uh, coaches can be stereotyped as, oh, that's a Midwest guy? Well, yes and no. I mean, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, are the players going to play for you? Do they believe in your system? Do you have a good system? And we all know it, it's not the head coach all the time. It's the assistants, you know, and and. And those kids spend all their time with the assistants. The head coach is the is the director of the symphony. You know, he's doing the interviews. He's doing all those other things to kind of keep things going in the right direction. It's those assistant coaches that are so darn important um, uh, to, to, one, to look out and, and scout and, and get the right kids and, and get them to buy into your system and, and get them to, to do the things that you want them to do. Um but, you know, not taking anything away from the head coach, the head coach is very important. You know, he, he sets the, he sets the sail and he sets the course, you know, here's what we got to do. But, um, you know, as far as Chris Kleiman, what a great guy, you know, and, and, and I think that, you know, those guys are, 
and they probably will never admit that to you. Um, they're always looking for that next one, that next level up. You know, I mean, that's, that's the one thing about the FCS. A lot of those coaches, this, this is a pass-through league. You know, they're, they're trying to move themselves up uh, to the FBS level. And, you know, once you get to the FBS level, do you think about the NFL? Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, a Midwestern guy, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he is. I, I'll you know, tell you this. You look at I, the I, – I, go ahead. I, think I, had, I had a lot of personal things with him while he was here. And uh, I think he's just a real upstanding, honest, respectful guy. He's a real and, guy. Uh, yeah, he's a genuine yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys look at his roster, I mean, it is littered with Kansas. Obviously, there's some Texas and Oklahoma and Missouri, but it's 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 littered with a lot of Kansas, you know, fellas, yeah. Missouri guys. Yeah. yeah, there's a sprinkling yeah, of Georgia, a little how sprinkling. Long, how long has he been there? Three years? Two years? Oh boy, it's been more than that, even though, isn't it? I mean, it's his first year well, is nineteen. No, because Ence has only been here a couple of years as head coach, right? Well, yeah, but I'm trying to put the time flies when you're having fun. I think his know. first season but was I, was nineteen, probably three years. I'll tell you the uh, that that Chris his recruits his recruits aren't even really quite through the. System. He was hired in on uh, December of 2018. Yeah, so, so 19, 19 was his first year. So this is his fourth year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it doesn't seem like you're right. It doesn't seem like it's been that long a run, but uh, it, it – Well, know. COVID screwed up everything. You know, we, then we had spring football and everything else. But, you know, yeah, 2020 kind of was played in spring of 2021. It's hard to right. – the 2020 season that was played, <laughs> it's hard to, hard to figure all that out. Uh, we were chatting yeah, about uh, – we Derek, let's go. Let's not try and figure that. Let's let that go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were chatting about uh, should Jordan love this? This is it now. Aaron's uh, got ribs, Phil, and I don't know what the I don't know what's coming out today on a Packers camp, but they didn't. You know, he was fearing a punctured lung because he couldn't breathe, uh, right. so he he went out, and then Jordan Love came in. So I don't, I don't. You know, now you've got a broken thumb that obviously you're you're playing through, uh, and now you've got rib whatever it is. I don't know if it's just a contusion on or your throwing. Yeah, so. on your on your throwing side, which yeah. is really, tough. and so, I mean, the way he was acting, that's just not an intercostal muscle strain, and, and the way he got hit, you know, I, I would be concerned. There's a non-displaced rib fracture there. Um, certainly, you know, he could have a small uh, uh, pneumothorax, which is the medical term for a punctured lung. You know, in an X-ray, you'll see that pretty quickly if you look for a little error. But um, it it didn't look good. I mean, he was wincing after every throw, and he he was struggling. And so I think, unfortunately, the pack season is probably pretty much over. They just need to start working on uh, Mr. Love and see what he can do and then start letting him have some time to uh, perfect his craft. To my point earlier, though, and I brought this up with Derek and Brad, uh, Ian Rampapore a few hours ago tweeted out, uh, Rogers says we'll have tests on his ribs. If he's cleared, he says he'll play. (laughs) <laughs> Every time I bring that up, Derek, yeah. you're like, isn't this you know, it's, 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 But here's the deal with that. Here's the deal with that, though. If he's going to play, you, you know they're going to inject him. And and if, unfortunately, what happens to the San Diego quarterback, which happens to Rodgers, then he's done for the year because they'll drop his lung when they stick that needle in there and try and numb it up. So they've got to be really careful when they're doing that. Uh, they want to try and inject him to let him play. 
because there's a lot of risk of, of putting that needle into the lung and letting the air out of the balloon. No, thanks. No, nope. I, I mean, I just, I, I think it's silly. I think so. I mean, it's, I know. you ever seen that TV show intervention? That's what they have to have. It says there's yeah. sometimes you probably had to do with well, more North- athletes than I can even count on yeah. one. You know, I mean, actually, I think the better show is North Dallas 40. Well, there's that too. I mean, you know, back in the old days, that's what they did, man. They injected everything, and it didn't matter what. Get out there. Yeah, boy, how many lawsuits, Phil, would be on, uh, on tables today? Well, we've had plenty already, I mean. Uh, probably well, if, if that were the, you know, the back room, yeah. you know, the back room needle that was going get. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly uh, right. Uh, hockey over the weekend. Well, hockey last night, the Wild. Uh, jumped out four one, and then and then the as we say in Williston, but they don't say in Arizona, it's the Coyotes, and we use the Coyotes. But the Coyotes they came back and fell four to three. The uh, Fighting Hawks over the weekend, UND over the weekend, had to settle for a tie. I caught part of Friday's game. I was listening on my hotel in Utah, and uh, listening to uh, uh, um, uh, Darren Looker Amen. do color commentary, and of course Tim. And uh, Darren was it, it just sounded. Uh, like like they had dominated a good chunk after the first period, and then that uh, played to a tie, you know. And that yeah. and then Saturday night was a different story when it got back to the Ralph. So nice, nice win over the weekend. Yeah, you know, and I think that's uh, going to be a good confidence builder. And boy, they're going to need it for this weekend because they take a little trip down to St. Cloud State, and that's always a tough place to play. Yeah. Bigger ice, um, you know, and they're they're not home until probably after the holidays. So they've got to make some. They've got to get some points here and get themselves positioned in the standings so that they're good after the holiday break and they can make a good push on the second half of the season. Now, having said that, I think they're they're better. I mean, I think their goaltending is a little more solidified. I still think Helston is, is, is the better goalie from a, a technique standpoint and the fact that it seems like the guys play a little better in front of him. He moves the puck as well. Um, so I think maybe they're starting to find their groove and, and they're starting to find their chemistry and uh, – uh, they, they they look good, and not that the not that the Beavers look bad because um, they they didn't. I mean, they block more shots than I can ever remember a team. Boy, they block everything. Um, but uh, I think you know UND. The young guys are starting to figure it out now, and they're starting to see how this works and how the up tempo is at the NCHC. And uh, I look for a good second half from them. But before we close, get on that, we got to close out this first half, and that starts this weekend in St. Cloud. My final thing in the roundtable from the, this really isn't a story, but because it's him, now it's been a national story. And and we've all sat on an airplane, and when they said this happened Friday when we were departing for Ogden, going, we're too heavy, we're going to have to pull back. It'll be a 20-minute wait. We gotta, we gotta, actually, the announcement was, we've got to remove, remove some fuel you know, to lighten the plane. And I'm thinking... Well, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, I've had that happen before, too, right, on guys, planes. It yeah. just doesn't sound too right. Too much fuel. Right, too much fuel. And I thought, if, if anything you need on a plane is all the fuel humanly possible, and yeah. let's get rid of a couple of uh, bags. How about that? How about the kicker's net? We can get rid of that. Uh, so old Odell Beckham Jr. is is flying to L.A. from Miami yesterday, and I, and I saw, I read all of his tweets, and he, he was tired. I don't know what Odell was doing the night before, but whatever it was, it Seemed like he was a little tuckered out. And he pulled a blanket over his head and, and kind of fell asleep and was sleeping. And now they're saying, wake him up. We need to put a, your seatbelt on. And then they made an announcement that we got to go back to the terminal, whatever, 20 minutes to do whatever. So he just thought, 
I'll just sleep again. I'm not going to put my seatbelt on. I want 20 minutes to drive back. I'm not going to take off. So now they're trying to nudge him on to put his seatbelt on. All of a sudden, you got this little verbal, I'm not. You need to. We're not yet. You have to. Now they can't wake him up. And what happens? Pull him off the plane. And then everybody comes off the plane, and now it's a national story. It just seems like a lot to do about that. Just numbers. put your seatbelt on, people. Honestly. <laughs> Odell said that the flight attendant was trying to be a little man in charge kind of person. Well, they are. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> the, the flight attendant tells you to put your phone down on takeoff. Put your phone down. Put your phone down. All right. So, so this does not make life miserable for everyone here. If the armrest is down, it's got to be down at takeoff if you're an exodile. Oh, put it out. Lord. All right. All right. Let's, let's be perfectly honest here. He's not probably the, the number one uh, righteous citizen in the world. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, got, he's got issues. And, and if you get on a plane, they're in charge. It's yep. their plane. It's their rules. And you just, that's what happens. I'd imagine now, he was in first class. Yes. No? Oh, probably. Uh, probably. But, well, but those still, seats are more comfortable than the ones in coach, aren't they? I mean, put your seatbelt so, It sounded as though that there was multiple attempts of trying to arouse him, and they were concerned that maybe he had passed out or had a medical issue. Oh. And so they called in the medics and things, and they tried to get him aroused, and they finally was awake. I was going, you know, he was, so he was very belligerent, disrespectful. And, you know what? And, and I get it. And, and as a passenger, I'd have been just. At him. You uh, sat next and said, Odell, put your seatbelt on so we can move yeah. this thing. Who are you that you think you can make the rules now? This is not your plane. This is not your your area. Sit down, shut up, and put your belt on. And, you know, but my, my, my whole thing is he was obviously going to L.A. for an interview, right? I mean, is that not a big secret? Uh, I they don't private plane. I mean, that, that, that was the other thing. I kind of, oh, they're just flying them. Yeah, commercial. Hmm. Yeah, commercial plane over. I wonder if there's going to be a stop in Dallas anywhere. Uh, if it would have been private, I wonder if there's going to be a stop in Dallas. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it well, just... the thing of it is now is that now he's got this to deal with, and maybe pl- maybe other teams are going. Oh, geez, we yeah. really want to take this baggage on. Which is why probably you know, he went to Twitter and said this. Did uh, you see some old OBJ's tweets? I mean, it was like. This is not a story. This is ridiculous. This is unreal. He was putting periods after every. It is ridiculous. All he had to do was fasten the seatbelt, and it wouldn't have been a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and move. But yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just uh, behave like a regular human being and follow the rules. That's not a big problem. That's what makes it up. All right. Well, we we are closing in. I mean, obviously, we mentioned championship games going on at, at FBS level, and pretty soon we'll know the bowl schedules and. And we'll have all that round two of the FCS playoffs. Basketball, basketball's in full swing. Barnesville's in action Friday. DGF is in action on Saturday. Have you got the Chatfield film yet, Derek? Have we broke it down yet? I can't. I, I don't even want to talk about it yet. My it's Monday, just turns Doc. Thinking about it's too it. early. <laughs> Brad, Brad and I look oh. at Derek. He's got four days to lament. No. He's no. just it's just no. eating him up. Yeah. And wait a minute. The Grizzlies are coming into town. And the Grizzlies are coming in, and Montana's coming into town, 2.30. Couple I'll of, tell you what, I, yeah. I watched that game Saturday night late. Grizz are pretty good. Grizz have a pretty good defense. They shut out Southeast Missouri for the whole second half. Yeah, but they got carved uh, up in the first they half. They did get carved up in the first well, half. He did, you know, and I, I don't know who knows why that is. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's interesting how all those games go. But it should be a good game. 
Well, two programs that certainly have, have, have put a stamp on what we used to call the one double A, now that we call the yep. FCS, but really two programs. I mean, Montana was a, uh, a, a staple program, one double A. They had that panache, you know, they had that, and you know, now, you well, know. Well, and they'll forever be connected by Tony Stouss upsetting them in 2003. And, I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 I just, I was in so disbelief after that game that I was like, wait a minute here, what's yeah. going on? It'll play well. It'll play well. I don't know if, uh, I don't know, whatever that line I said is, six, six and a half. I think you're right, Brad. I think that, that that's a I think that's going to climb right now right? Uh, for that. That might get bigger. Good stuff. Doc, as always, uh, appreciate chatting with you, and uh, happy post-Thanksgiving. Forgot to say that before. So. Ah, well, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so now what do you do, Jack? Is it basketball? Basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Basketball. Not just a great Curtis Blow song from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, right, but <laughs> remember that. Now we got basketball. We got a high school game. First hoop, high school game. I think tomorrow. We haven't broadcast one before. Are we Brad, this will no, be our this first. Is, this will be the lid lifter tomorrow night. The lid lifter. Wow. I want you to use that, Brad. I'll give you three dollars if you use that as your opening. Oh, I'll statement find tomorrow. a way. You know me. <laughs> tomorrow the night. Lid lifter. The lid lifter. Where are we going to be? Our, uh, North- uh, Lidgerwood, Winemere, Lidgerwood, Ooh. Northern Cass. Bring it on. There it is. So yeah, that's. Well, Lidgerwood. Got lid right in it. You can make that oh, work. It's a, see what Doc Phil just did. See there? what he did. That's why he was yeah. 4.0 and makes a good living. All right, Doc got good stuff. We will do it again next week. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys, have a good week. It's our roundtable, Doc Phil Johnson. Quick timeout. We'll come back with more 12:49 on a Monday edition. Jack Michael Show. Brad and Derek on 7:40. The fan. Paul Allen. Zadarius Smith is running around on one leg. Yeah. Can I get a round of applause for how tough that sucker is? I ain't kidding you, man. 9 to noon weekdays on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. Well, I call it the trifecta, really. You don't have to leave the, the, the metro, the area, uh, to, to have some great casino fun. And whether that's at Wild Bill's Saloon. Love Wild Bill's Saloon. Where is it located, Jack? Thanks for asking. 45th Street and 17th Avenue South. they got a blackjack table there, paper and electronic pull tabs. This is a great place because, you know, we're talking about food, full bar, game room, activities for all ages. Wild Bill Saloon. And if that doesn't get your spurs in a jangle, you, you zip over to the original Kingpin Casino located inside the Boulder. If you've ever been to the Boulder, fantastic place. And in there is the Kingpin Casino. That's on South University Drive, and they got the, the, the pig wheel, darts pool, bowling, pole tab machines. Black, they got it all. And if that doesn't stir your, your, your 10 pins, uh, then zip over to the Blue Wolf Casino located inside West Acres Bowl, 3402 Interstate Boulevard. That pig wheel, you know, one, one, one spin, one payout, up to $780 on just a single spin. Pole tabs, blackjack, and make that part of your entertainment fun, whether it be Blue Wolf Casino or the original Kingpin Casino. Or Wild Bill Saloon, all conducted by the for the Plains Art Museum. But well, I got Pittsburgh Indy tonight. Monday night football wraps up week twelve. The season ended today. Who's in your Super Bowl? Is it simply easy enough to say Kansas City and Philadelphia, or does that not feel right? Well, that's what I would go with for now. I mean, does that feel normal? Does that feel right? Well, I'd say the Eagles. I'm not 100% on the Chiefs yet. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, and I'm with you. I'm just not 100% on the Bills after watching them the last two weeks. Well, know? that's, yeah. Because, oh. you yeah. know, those are the two I would say right away. I mean, the the team that would. Miami, st- maybe? Uh, I don't know. I just don't. 
Boy, that's they got a good defense too, but you know the other, the team I think that is your sleeper is the 49ers. I just I think they're going to win the West before it's all said and done, and I would not want to play them right away. They they just they're so tough, and Jimmy G isn't you know he's he threw so, throws some goofy balls sometimes, but all he does is win, win, win. Right, yep. that song goes. So, very true. so you guys aren't jumping to the AFC North. So the Baltimore's and Cincy's and and that's no, not, not not really not exciting. Not really. Um, Derek makes a great point of Buffalo. I, you want to be sold on them, but right now you're going to... Eh. I think they're a little beat up. I mean, that's part of it, but... Miami's an intriguing call. Yeah, to me, they're kind of the... They're kind of just lying there in the weeds right now, and especially now some, that two is healthy. Yeah, and they've made some moves uh, that have helped them, uh, you know, defensively. Yeah, Tyreek Hill has been okay for them. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, they made he's, some moves on both sides. He's worked out. Yeah. Uh, and really, um, it's amazing that Kansas City hasn't dropped off that much, even with him gone, too, I which is shocking. I mean, I'm sure they'd like to have them, but can, can, you know, all things considered, they're still sitting uh, pretty right now. I mean, nothing in the NFC South, obviously. Tampa's me. five and six and leading the NFC yeah, South, right? <laughs> you know, lost a game they just shouldn't have lost right. yesterday. Dallas will, Dallas will take care of whoever wins that division. That's that would right. be the four or five, right? Right. Now. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, you went to Philly real quick. I don't want to. Well, it's it's hard unless you got a team. I think Dallas can beat them with the way they play right now. I mean, I, that's the thing that you have to watch for in that whole thing. And you know, the Giants, for that matter, too, possibly could. I mean, the Giants are. It's you know, there, there's going to be a lot of games here. These divisional games, yes, where the, those is. three teams are going to beat up on each other quite a bit. Not to mention Washington is not an easy out right now with young Mister Heineke. So it's uh that that is going to be kind of an interesting watch here in December. How much the NFC East beats up on each other before it's all said and done. And if Minnesota can take care of business, they'll be licking their chops on it. You know, if Jalen Hurts gets injured, you know who's in? Gardner Minshew. Is that right? The stash is in. Well, let's we'll see. Hey. To your point about him running and getting injured and all that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gardner Minshew's not a terrible option. No. Well, he's an okay. No. He's an okay. Yeah, Philadelphia likes to win Super Bowls with a backup quarterback. Yeah, so. it's a work before. Yeah, you never know. Uh, Monday Night Football tonight, our brother station after the uh, Bubba Schrager uh, Coaches Show, a little after 6 o'clock tonight. Be our final one of the season for that, unfortunately, for that uh, case. And then Pittsburgh and Indy. And as Brad said, you got hoops coming up tomorrow on the Friday. Right. Oh, a lid lifter. I don't like that the way you said it. A lid lifter in Lidgerwood. How about that? A lid lifter in Lidgerwood. Dr. Seussish is that is like. <laughs> uh, very nicely done. Yeah, comment is next right here on 740 to Fab. No other day, Expo, uh, Expo also coming. I mean, check the date. I mean, what is it, the 28th of November right here? So, boom, coming up uh, tomorrow and, and Wednesday, it is the 51st Annual Northern Ag Expo. That's coming up at the fabulous Fargo Dome this week. And lots of educational sessions, business meetings, trade show, over 100 companies providing products and services uh, to the agricultural industry. And that's where you're going to see seminars and, and various speakers. Miss Agriculture USA, Macy Weary will be in the booth coming up tomorrow, November 29th. Uh, grain market updates and outlooks with Dr. Frank Olson from NDSU, Randy Martinson from Martinson Risk Management, Betsy Jensen from Northland uh, Community Technical College. A lot of great exhibits. The show floor is full of safety demonstrations and more. Don't miss it. It is the Northern Ag Expo coming up tomorrow and Wednesday at the fabulous Fargo Dome. The common man. I get accused of this, and I'm really not trying to do it, but someone will tell you a story, and you do a one-up-um story. Yeah. Or you go, you think that's something. Wait till you get a load of this. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. 
Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash radio. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash radio. That's 4 slash radio for your free online visit, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash R-A-D-I-O. Doosan Bobcat is having walk-in interviews in Wapiton Wednesday, November 9th from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. Bobcat is currently hiring first and second shift assemblers and first and second shift CNC machinists for their Wapiton facility. Bobcat offers on-the-job training for CNC machinists. No experience is necessary. With a $2,000 sign-on bonus and $5,000 relocation bonus for those who qualify. There will be walk-in interviews Wednesday, November 30th in Wapiton. Apply at bobcat.com slash now hiring. Do some Bobcat, an equal opportunity employer. Get ready for the action at the All-Finished Concrete Snowcross National, presented by Coast Materials, December 16th through the 18th at the Red River Valley Fairgrounds. Witness the Warriors of Winter as the world's best snowcross racers battle on an extreme track in West Fargo. Fan-friendly, high-speed action makes for big-time family fun. Don't miss the All-Finished Concrete Snowcross National, December 16th through the 18th at the Red River Valley Fairgrounds. Tickets available at RedRiverValleyFair.com. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, four, three, two, one. 7.40 The Fan is KNFL Fargo. Turn this up. At 107.3 K297BW Fargo Moorhead. Just leave well, him. Devin Dubnik, he'd make a save when he used to play for the Wild. And they and would boo him? Yeah. It's like they run these guys out. Of- The, e- the Eagles beat the Packers 40-33 to last night in a game in which Aaron Rodgers, who already had a thumb injury, left early due to a rib injury. Uh, Jordan Love took over and actually looked pretty good Did in his couple drives he had. Yeah, comment, is it possible last night was Aaron Rodgers' final game as a Green